Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. Just a language warning for this episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. Hi, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to the Afterlight Podcast. And I'm joined today by Heather Keys. She's an educator and coach who specializes in guiding purpose-driven coaches and healers that want to leverage their intuitive, innate wisdom to build a thriving business that makes money, yes, and brings healing to the world, yes. Heather believes you are the best authority of you. You have access to the most wise, innate wisdom. You already have everything you need within you to achieve the success you seek. And today we're going to be having a pretty major conversation. I'm already feeling this. We're going to be chatting about running a spiritual business, the importance of putting on your oxygen mask before helping others, aligning with your higher self and why that's important why spiritual business owners often get defeated by the business challenges they go through and how you can take the leap into believing in yourself and going for your dreams. And I don't know about you, Heather, but I am covered in goosebumps. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Me too. Right from get-go, I can feel the energy and thank you so much for having me. So good. (laughs) This is just like such an interesting conversation we're having because a little while ago, I I put out an episode on the show that was sort of saying that I wanted to do some business focused shows, not just about spirituality, but really about combining the two, because I know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs as well. And I don't know about you. I'm really interested in hearing your story, but I really struggled for a long time with merging my business passion with my spirituality. In fact, had two different brands and two different names. And like, sometimes I would be on social trying to figure out who I was being that moment and going, no, no, this is for that. And that is for that. So tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey. Where did it kick off? And have you always been able to combine your love of business with your love of spirituality? Ooh, I resonate with this so much. And then especially being in the business space of deciding how much of the spirituality do I like crack through the shell, exactly. you know? And it's really perfect timing because spirituality has just been a part of my entire business at the foundation, you know, from going from healing myself and being on a healing journey myself to becoming trained in hypnosis and then starting to work with people. And it's really interesting timing because a colleague of mine that her and I, we do some more spiritual regression and lives between lives hypnosis training. We were just talking today about how we need to just like let the spirituality part shine more in our businesses. Yes. And so I think this is something that lots of entrepreneurs feel because I don't know about you, but when I started in like 2011, it was still sort of seen like, well, just keep the practical and talk to people about the practical and don't get too much into that stuff. Yeah. Whereas I think that that's, that's not really necessary. Yeah. And also one of the things we were sort of talking about before we hit record was also, if you're really clear on who your niche is, and we're not going to be talking about niche and choosing your niche on the show today, but 
you know, when you're clear on your niche, then you really can serve those people authentically, which means you can actually be all about the spirituality versus if your niche are people who maybe aren't really open to that. True, true. Although I do think we have to be cautious even saying spirituality, because I think sometimes then this uh, labeling becomes mm. just another late, like another way, <clears throat> excuse me, another way of like marketing or of selling something or of labeling something. And the only reason that I say that is because I do notice that anytime that we kind of try to label something or put something in a box, it almost takes away from the actual spirituality that we're bringing because we all bring spirituality, our essence to our work. It's just yeah. a matter of how we decide to talk about it, or maybe the language or the words that we choose is more than niching and what might resonate with our people that are right for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. So how did you sort of decide to, I or are you in the middle of doing that right now, kind of embracing the whole, because it sounds like this is really apropos of what you're going through at the moment. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like I could just talk about my exact process that yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest that I am in a bit of a I am in a total uh, transformation of my business, just having had it for 12 years. It's just natural that it ha it evolves. And part of how it's evolving is because of recognizing, you know, spending so much time with people in the subconscious mind, which I really realized quite early on is the super conscious mind, or we could say the higher mind, you know, the universal mind and the personal mind are one, just depending on what we choose to, to identify with in that moment or mm -hmm. share in that moment. And so when I look at how this looks, evolving the business aspect with the spirit, it it's really it is really more about tapping into that knowing that everybody has that access you know I know some people believe it or don't believe it or have different words for it but everyone has access to their own inner wisdom and that that inner wisdom is connected to the wisdom yeah yeah, this is like perfectly in tune because I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks in the last few days. And I don't know if you know their book, but it's about the power of the emotions. And I've been listening to the audiobook. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but sometimes we go through these cycles where we're like really in it. We're totally clear. We know what's going on. And then it's almost like things happen. And then we kind of keep going through the motions thinking that we're connected, but we kind of are missing something. And then you get realigned. You know, and I've been sort of talking to like source and being like, I need a bit of a jolt or I need a little bit of. A, and when I was listening to this book yesterday for, I think, the fourth or fifth time or something, it was reminding me of the connection to the higher self. And it was reminding me of the connection to the innate wisdom that I have within and the importance of listening and being in tune with the messages that I'm receiving and that I'm being given all the time through through my emotions, when you're talking about the subconscious, the super conscious, do you sort of connect that to the higher self as well? If we had to give it a label or do you sort of see higher self as being separate or is it 
you know, even a personification? Mm, great question. I will say that I'm with you. I love Abraham Hicks. I love that book on emotions. I used yeah. it a lot for weight loss groups and such. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah. And I just really resonate with everything that you're saying, because I think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the need for as a spiritual entrepreneur to continuously align. Yes. That is the need. And that's why it doesn't look like productivity or, you know, so happening so quickly or pumping out, pumping out uh, work sometimes because the alignment is the most important part of being a spiritual entrepreneur. And it is when that happens, the abundance comes in. And so to answer your question, yes, like to me, the super conscious mind is the higher mind. And the reason I say super conscious is because I think of subconscious as more psychology. Yeah. And sure, that is the part that is the data bank of our mind that has our emotions and our thoughts and our beliefs. But I like to use the subconscious as the portal or as the door to the higher self, to the super conscious, because mm -hmm. what happens is when we're able to relax at thinking analytical overthinking type of mind, that's when we really can connect to and access the higher self or the super conscious mind or the inner being, whatever we want to call it, yeah. where the solutions and the, the inspirations, you know, the, the access to our creativity is, is, well, it's just obvious. It's clear. Yeah. It's flowing. We know what to do. Yeah. We yeah. know what to do. Yeah. And when we put that into action, there's no procrastination. There's no imposter syndrome. We just feel yeah. it and we do it and it does create a successful result. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, it does. And it's so funny because it's almost like the minute you get realigned, then everything just goes tick, 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 tick. You know, like for example, I sort of felt like yesterday I went, oh, wait a minute. I haven't been in alignment. Whereas this whole time I thought that I was the minute I got into alignment, what happened? Well, I got asked to pitch for a, you know, 20 grand contract and whatnot. And I'm not saying that necessarily I'm well, I am manifesting it, but <laughs> it was just very interesting timing that, you know, the minute I got into alignment, these opportunities start to present themselves. And I think that that's a big part about what happens. And I just want to kind of, you know, go off of what you were talking about as well with like, because you're, um, you're familiar with your, you're a hypnotherapist yourself. It's kind of like you understand the two brains, like the, the mind that's like the logical brain versus the mind that's able to receive. And me as a medium, I can do the same because I'm very clear on when I'm channeling information versus when part of me comes in and goes, I totally know what's going on here and like creates the story. And I feel that a big part about, you know, people who haven't explored these ideas, which by the way, when you tap into meditation, that's a really big opportunity for you to kind of understand the separation between the two minds um, is like our emotions are guiding us almost for the, um, the I, I want to say regular person for lack of a better word, but for the regular person who's maybe not aware of the two states of mind that you can be in, your emotions are like this innate thing that's sort of chugging you along and guiding you and letting you know whether or not you're in alignment or not. And I guess it's just really fascinating when we can take a moment to kind of step out of our own way and allow things to happen. And, you know, you're talking about, we don't necessarily need to be productive. 
sometimes we just need to almost maybe just allow things to unfold. But that can be really difficult, especially when we live in an industry. And and again, with the spirituality and business, we're really aligning the yin with the yang and the yang is all about the action. And, you know, I actually had to listen to that chapter a few times yesterday where it was like, you don't need to take any action because my immediate reaction is like, I need to work on my sales page, my conversions, you know, like going, trying to create something instead of just chilling out. Yes, yes. Well, I have a perfect example, which is how I found you. Because you're right, it can be like, we're kind of we're all and we're always being sold these things, you need to do this, you need to do this. If you're not, if this isn't happening for you, you need to do this. And you know, as I coach practitioners, I see that all the time, there's like, Mm -hmm. then it just creates an overwhelm and a stress. And it keeps feeding the belief that you have to do certain things to get a result. Like if you don't do this, this, and this, like that can be with personal too. Like you have to change yourself to be okay. Or you have to do all these things for your business to be successful. But then people always come to me and say, I did all these things and it didn't work. And I can really see where the alignment wasn't there. And I just think about how I found you because someone was telling me, you know, as you grow your business outside of your niche and working with more spiritual entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, get on, get, get on podcasts. For example, I was told that, and, you know, I, I really didn't have time to put a lot of work into that, but then I followed a breadcrumb that was like this Australian page that my, my other group I'm in is a lot of Australians. I'm from Canada and I follow it too. And I followed this page and just, you know, I messaged you and it's just like, that's a perfect example of just how it wasn't the F I didn't have to stress and like put all this effort. I just had to be willing to be able to be aware Mm. when I was being guided to take action and then not block myself from taking action by falling into limiting beliefs. Like I'm not ready or I'm not good enough or I don't know if this is right, because if you deny the voice, if you deny the, the, you know, that part of you that's saying, just do this. Yeah. That's, you know, that's when I think we do have an opportunity to do some inner work to get beyond those, those limiting beliefs. I really love that. And one thing I think we need to discuss, and I'm dying to hear your, you know, your thoughts on this is like also being able to understand when we're three feet from gold and when we need to keep going versus when we need to maybe realign and stop. And I think sometimes what happens as well, and I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I get those eureka moments where I've like, okay, I now know I'm getting the message and then I'll pursue something, but it actually doesn't you know, manifest the way that I intended, like maybe it's, it just stops and it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm going, did I misread the signs? Like, did I get, how did I get it? But then maybe it's a big part about me calling back into myself and going, I'm not in alignment. Why is that? So how do you, I guess my question is a lot about how do you kind of ascertain whether or not, you know, you're following something that's really in alignment. And then how do you notice when it like switches and you're not in alignment? Is that does it stop flowing for you? And then do you pivot altogether? Or when do you kind of know to kind of realign and then keep going? For example, I'll just say that I was, 
I felt really drawn to go with Google ads. Okay. So I was like putting some money towards Google ads and I had a Google rep and I thought that she was like not doing a very good job and um, things weren't working. And I ended up throwing $700 at something that never yielded a return. And so instead of me moving forward with it, I just went, this is not working and I just quit altogether. So yeah, that's just my recent example in relation to this question. <laughs> That's a great question for your listeners, because that is something that we all struggle with. Mm. And there are so many choices to make. And like, we make a choice out of alignment. And I literally had the thought about this question when I was getting ready for this podcast. <laughs> and what kept coming to me was the process is the alignment. Like, for example, if we said, hey, Lauren, you could take a course this weekend to learn to trust your instincts and follow your gut, and it'll only cost you $7, but you'll come out of it knowing exactly what not to do and, you know, have clarity on what to do moving forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you basically had that. You know, you had like a little, you had like yeah. a quick workshop on like, what's not going to work for what you want to do moving forward. I'm sure it gave you more clarity on what you want to do. Mm. And I think this is really important because part, to me being a spiritual person, well, we're all spiritual beings, but yeah. to me living from a place of uh, spirituality and, and surrendering to destiny in the sense of of living, you know, letting life, like letting what wants to creatively flow through you flow through you. There is a, a there is um, a need to really come to terms with the part of yourself that's going to say, Oh, if you were in alignment, you wouldn't have done that. Or like, that was a, maybe I wasn't really uh, in the vortex, or, you know, there's all these things that we can start to shame ourselves to kind of right. be like, oh, I would have what I want, or this would have worked out if I was really in the vortex. But that is the biggest lie about all of this ever told that is actually just causing us to like go out and buy more and try harder in a way that's not coming really from a place of like worthy, deserving wholeness that is in fact our inner being. Because if we believe this, right? Like if we truly believe that uh, we are these, you know, spiritual beings living a human experience and also very purpose-driven as I'm sure your listeners and we are, Yeah, we can subscribe to the, to this belief that somehow we're, we should be getting what we want because that's not spirituality. Spirituality would be more like letting come to you what you need and trusting that where you're at, what you have, what you need to learn, what you're going through is what you came here to do for your evolution. Yeah. As long as you're listening to the cues and in alignment, <laughs> you know, and by in alignment, we mean like going with the flow and going with the current. Yeah. But right? even when you're not, even when you're not, that's right. part of your, even when you're not, that's the thing is like yes. the alignment really comes from being out of alignment. You're right. Because when you're not in alignment, you go, wait a minute, this isn't flowing. Now I know what I don't want. I actually want this instead. And yeah. And I, I love this idea that, you know, when we are knowing what we don't want, we know more of what we do want. And then we are sort of 
sending those projections to our higher self or super conscious that then do the best, you know, to bring us the things that we want. And I remember, you know, even yesterday I had this beautiful visual and I was like, of course, while I'm driving, I get this like vision and it's like me and I'm walking down this path in this forest. And like the path itself is like this beautiful, dusty white sand and I'm walking and it's like, la la la. And then about 50 meters in front of me is my higher self. And she's like throwing these golden nuggets and she's like trying to lead me along the way. And like, here I'm going and I'm following the golden nuggets. And then what happens sometimes is it's almost like we go, oh, wait a minute, something sparkly just went by and we take this little detour and then our higher self is like, oh no, I need to realign you and like reel you in with more golden nuggets. So how do you find your higher self connects to you? Do you have like little omens or signs that you get? Are you in tune with your emotions and you're sort of aware, wait a minute, I've become off the path. Um, Does sometimes something like big have to hit you to get your attention? I mean, you do seem like somebody who's quite grounded and present. So maybe you don't need that kick in the butt like some people do. Oh, no, I do. I like to resist my work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very good at telling people what to do, but when I turn it to myself, it's not... Oh, I mean, I just resist it because I don't need it. Like I found a, you know, I found a place to just be so happy with where I am that I don't really need things to change. But at the same time, I I came here to serve and there are things that I, I, I work through and feel through. So I love that question because I, I'm not really even sure I can answer it because it's just, I'm much better at living in that space than I am at any kind of logical or analytical space. Yeah. So to me, I'm just always in that space. I have insights. I write them down. I guess I do do a lot of writing to myself or just reminders. I love using tools like tarot cards or astrology or the North node to just tap into more about myself or have that guidance I mean, I, I am always in the subconscious uh, with my clients and with myself. So I don't really think that there's one thing. I think I live in that space, but I think that the, the most, the most important thing to remember, I think when we're talking about this conversation is we have to be very careful about uh, what, about mistaking, like what we want, because I find that most of the suffering of entrepreneurs and like, I've been there too, right. Is like when the outcome doesn't happen, like Mm -hmm. I know I wouldn't have made it to 12 years in my business if I was really focused on the outcome, because, you know, I had a, someone book a consult the other day that she'd been following me for like eight years or something. And then finally hit the button, you know, like if you're looking for like an outcome or even judging your own like alignment or what you're doing is right based on an outcome of what you want instead of like thy, thy want, like mm. sources want or like yeah. what really, you know, for lo- really looking at the higher self and like source energy, then we have to detach ourselves from like what we think our efforts or our excitement creates because that's just one step that's just one thing and like if you feel to do it and you do it that's that's where all of the information is and the thing too is that we're not always privy to the bigger picture like sometimes we think we're working towards a and b but if we're actually just aligned with the process 
enjoying maybe being a service and that's good, then what we do is we actually open up to the opportunity of this or something better, which I always add when I'm, you know, putting out my <laughs> intentions, this or something that's better. Good. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of like I, it, what I'm hearing from you is a lot about being able to enjoy the process and then allowing almost the universe to determine the who, the what, the, the where, the why and the how and all that sort of stuff, as long as you're kind of in that flow. Do you meditate on a regular basis to sort of be within that that space or is it just part and parcel of the fact that this is a big part about the work that you do? Um, I do meditate. I mean, I do meditate, but I don't, uh, I don't need to have like a practice because, well, especially I use a lot of the three principles of thought, mind, and consciousness. And so in any moment we can be access the, the presence that comes from not getting involved in our thinking or our feelings. So my practice is more of that. It's more being able to just really be grounded in myself and with that understanding that like, oh, this is what I'm experiencing in my reality. And, and my emotions are causing me to make a story about something that is, isn't true. And rather than get, then get caught up in some type of thinking or story, I've just really gotten um comfortable with letting things exist letting mm -hmm. my feelings exist how they exist uh letting my thoughts exist how they exist because at some point someone asked me you know of all the work that you do what would you want your son to know what's one thing you would want your son to know he's 13 now uh and the one thing was really just being able to let your feelings exist without having them mean something about you or about your life or about your right presence. right so the non-attachment part of it is being able to witness and mm -hmm. go oh there's that crazy story again interesting as I watch it flow <laughs> by <laughs> yeah because that's all meditation really is that's why yeah. people like hypnosis kind of over meditation sometimes because hypnosis will just take you drop you right into that relax space yeah. whereas meditation is more just like observing what's happening but well when sometimes you can still drop into that relaxed space yeah um, so yeah. I mean do you have you been able to teach your son to do that I mean this is something that takes practice but I also think that when children and I know he's 13 but you know I'm sure you've been teaching him this along the way I think that if we had learned a lot of this stuff younger, we wouldn't oh, have yeah. had to do so much like undoing or relearning like really convenient. He, Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. He's my biggest accomplishment. We, we'd recently moved and he started a new school. And once I started to meet the moms, they kept coming up to me and saying, what did you do with him? Like <laughs> teach us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I don't really teach him because I don't think people really learn by teaching. Like I am definitely his coach for life. So I do coach him, but I I I'm more the example of the practice. Yeah. And when we're and especially with um children, well, with anyone, you know, when we can when we're capable of spending time in a space of tolerance and unconditional love and non-judgment, everybody around us feels that. And yeah, yeah. you know, and you're that's... giving people that space, aren't you? Like you're holding that mm -hmm. presence for them to be who they are by you being comfortable in your own skin, in your own place. 
Yeah. That's really my coaching work that I do. That's like my coaching work with coaches and especially relationship coaching is like a lot of my non-hypnosis work is uh, grounded. It's all grounded in that because Mm -hmm. there, there just is insights and, and, you know, when we're not forcing things, when we're not forcing things, because if you think about it, a lot of us like would put things on our children that we think they need or we think they need to have or know. And sometimes we do that with our clients too. Like what we think they need when really, if they can get to what they need from themselves, well, you know, that's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. When you have that aha moments, like that clicks within you, but you really do need to almost feel that within to really have that, that transformation occur you know, and sometimes people also need to hear something like 25,000 times and then someone else presents it to them in a different way. And it has that click and you're like, I've been telling you that for 25,000 like times. Like all family members. <laughs> yeah. Like all family members. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do want to talk to you uh, in a minute about money, because I think that money in abundance is such a cool conversation. Number one, money gives us freedom. I love money. Money loves me. But I think sometimes there's also guilt around that. And before we sort of get into that big conversation, I do want to talk about the importance of really having that self-care and being able to do the work on yourself before you can provide that to other people. And it's sort of apropos, like yesterday I did a workshop, uh, a keynote for around like 35 to 50 people. And it was a lot about self-care and it was for people who are in service-based industries who like give and give and give all the time. And so there's this sort of idea that when other people are at a disadvantage, who are you to give back to yourself, refill your own tank? And I think that sometimes we can kind of get into this little, um, almost like a battle within ourselves where we go, well, if we see people who are at a disadvantage, who am I to take the time to give to myself? Or when I have children or I have dependents that need my support, who am I to take that time to really fuel my own tank and and really give that time to myself? So what are sort of your thoughts with that if someone at home is really connecting with this? It's like you just read everything I ever wrote. (laughs) (laughs) That's my keynote too coming up in the in January, which is that yeah, because that's the that's the ticket, you know, that's the thing. Because if you have the capacity within yourself, then then people are going to come to you to help them through that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know that there are a lot of uh societal programs that are just playing out in people's lives and especially in those codependent relationships and mm-hmm. and families and then being someone with that true heartfelt passion to help others that's kind of willing to just let their own needs slide is I will say first of all that's okay it's okay it's part of your journey yeah, it's part of your journey to learn the balance, which doesn't exist. But you know, it's part of your journey to learn, like, as I learn to take better care of myself, I'll yes. have more to give to those that are coming to me. Yes. yes. But one thing I think could be very helpful that I see a lot is that people will say, say things aren't really working in their business. And maybe this kind of moves into money a bit too, but say things aren't really working. What people have a tendency to do first is look for an outside in solution. Like I need more marketing or I need this funnel or I need this 
and they'll invest actually a lot of money in coaching or funnels or systems or an, an outside in approach, so to speak, to boost their business. And sometimes that's fine. Like I do that too. But what I found is like when it's not working, it's because it actually requires an inside out approach. And what's really, what, what's really happening is that the, there needs to be a level up, uh, you know, leveling up is an inside job, in my opinion, because we, we need to have the initiation to the next level to be able to show up in a different capacity. And I think that's where we're missing out because I mean, marketers market and, and uh, doing the inner work is just not, is not part of our, our main capitalist society, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So that would always be my advice is like, you know, first, even for me, so many people come to me after trying so many other things in the business capacity, in the health capacity, in the mental health capacity, in the everything capacity, when really the solution was inside quite easily resolved. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think it's so funny because it's like, sometimes we do have to go. It's not really that funny when it happens to you, but where you're like, wait, maybe I needed to burn out or I needed to go through that experience to understand a bit more about balance or to understand a little bit more about even just the exchanging of energy that if I give and give and give that I also need to learn to be able to receive. And I think that sometimes I get that we struggle with the idea that, you know, maybe there's like allowing feels selfish or maybe receiving feels, you know, I don't know whether or not men struggle with this in the same way that women, but I think that women very often are innate nature is to nurture and to give and to, you know, provide that comfort, you know, to our family, our friends, our dependents. So I think that sometimes when we kind of turn it around to receive that ourselves, it can sometimes feel maybe unnatural, even though it's really supposed to be the most natural (laughs) thing. And so I think that that's kind of a nice segue to get into the concept of money and whether or not money is spiritual and how do you kind of allow that to happen. And I was at a conference a couple months ago and I was talking with this business strategist and I was like, oh, you know, I'm really needing to marry my spirituality with my business. And I'm, I sometimes am having a hard time with doing that. And he was saying, well, are you okay with making money? And I said, yes, I am. I love money. Money loves me. And he goes, well, my father is medium. And that has been always a contentious issue in our family because there was always a issue with him receiving money and and doing that, you know, as a profession. So I'd love to hear sort of your thoughts on that. And maybe in a way, it's also a lot about that non-attachment about how, you know, we create these stories that maybe money is greedy and rich people are bitches and, you know, all this kind (laughs) of stuff, which like actually isn't true. It's just stories we tell ourselves. So maybe that's where the non-attachment comes in. Anyway, take it away, Heather. (laughs) Oh, that just makes me think of, you know, putting yourself out there. And I think this is part of this because I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in general, they just, you do, you have to show parts of yourself and put yourself out there sometimes to especially attract the right, the ideal client. Yeah. And, you know, putting yourself out there does get these things back where people say, oh, it just seems like you're trying to just make money off this, or you're just trying to make money off this. And, And, you know, first of all, I always think, well, obviously they don't need to feed their children or pay their rent off of their income. Yeah, they can just buy stuff with air. 
Yeah, like if they like, you know, for me, I actually do need to make money because everything I have, I need to pay for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, you know, like I do like to just this house I live in, it ain't free. Like, <laughs> you know, and I started to really see a, a, a difference between the entrepreneur that needs to pay the bills with the money they make from their business. Yeah. Yeah. And someone doing a side hustle or maybe their partner pays all the things and they don't need to actually fund their entire life yeah. with their business. And I both is fine, but when we really come down to it, and I think that's part of what's shifting in the cosmic consciousness around self-care. And that's why this is such a hot topic because people are really realizing that like, just because I, I have a desire and a purpose to help others doesn't mean I should live in poverty doing it yeah you know and I think yeah. that's what's really shifting in the world which is amazing to yeah. see because yeah. that's why self-care is going right like it's actually not really any longer um held up as a virtue to like sacrifice yourself for the greater good yeah yeah isn't it funny you know. too when you think about it? People are like, why would you charge for, you know, to talk to like passed over loved ones? Or why would you charge a da, da, da? like should yeah. it's like because I've had to work over 30 years of like getting out of my own way to learn how to actually do this? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you know? the and the value, like the the life-changing experience for the person having it. Exactly. Is yeah. like the value you know, I think this is a really hot topic. I really do because I think sometimes self-care becomes self-improvement and I don't think that self-love or self-care is actually self-improvement because you can improve yourself, but if we're coming at self-improvement mm -hmm. from again, a capitalistic sort of belief system, then it's again, really just pinning in on why you're not good enough or why you can't charge or why you can't say no or why you can't help others because you need to improve something in order to mm. in order to then be ready you know and I think again that's like right it's like not that you can't you know it's like I love like okay now I'm gonna work out more you know it's not that you can't and that might very well be your alignment I just I just think especially with money if we if the focus is on I need to change all these things about myself to make money yeah. you're not gonna make any money because that's insane that's so many blocks to the money yeah yeah because you're like I need to do step one through ten and then I'll be ready where it's like well maybe yeah. if you just breathe yeah <laughs> and you're yeah. like how the how am I supposed to make money if I'm just breathing <laughs> well you need to allow it to oh, to you. <laughs> see this is the process that I'm actually trying to prove and document because this is where I'm taking my work like my my professional work because I've been trying to process this and like document it because I've proven it myself and then now I started proving it with practitioners that I mentor and it's because it sounds so kind of flighty to be yeah, like it sounds like you know? bs 
it sucks because like even yeah. when someone asks me they're like what's your zone of genius I'm like literally I can just have an idea and create it and it's successful yeah and like that's it It just sounds so like whenever I kind of break it down I'm like well you increase the capacity in yourself you listen to your intuition you trust yeah. that it's all working out you yeah. you know there are these steps but they sound so abstract when people yeah. do they just say other can you put it in a plan step by step but I say like yeah. I really can't because yeah you have to be willing to follow the steps. Like you have to be willing to understand like, okay, I'm willing to just see where this goes yeah. and see what comes from this. But the thing is with money, especially like we can get so stressed out. Yeah. And then we block the gates and then we block the flow yeah. of it as well. And then, you know, we, we have the yeah. attachment and we create the story and when we go like, maybe my heart's not open wide enough to receive, like maybe <laughs> I haven't, yeah. you know, maybe I'm not in alignment with this thing. And, you know, it's actually such a cool idea. I love talking about this stuff because it also can go into even how we price our, 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 you know, packages and the things that we deliver. And I know I had a little bit of a rant the other day <laughs> I had a scotch, probably too many, but I had a rant a bit about like people in my experience sometimes have received quotes from me and gone, whoa, this is astronomical or like way too high. And I go, that's fine, but I'm not doing it for anything less because I know the value that I'm bringing to the table and I feel comfortable with that. And if you want a different experience, you can have that elsewhere, but that's not going to be coming from me because I feel comfortable in the fact that, you know, I know what I'm going to give you and what you're going to, what you're going to get from me is worth this amount at a minimum. Right. And I think that a lot of people struggle with the pricing and the guilt around it. And I know for myself, even, even though I can say that and feel like, yeah, that's an alignment. I still sometimes internalize the struggle with it too. Right. Where I go, Oh, is this high? How is it going to be, re be received? So how do you kind of work that out for yourself when you are looking at maybe pricing or you're looking at, bringing these services to the world, having to attach a monetary value to them, knowing that what you're doing is the goods, knowing that sometimes you can say it as strongly and powerfully as I did just now, but also knowing that sometimes there may be that internal struggle at the same time. So yeah, I feel like I kind of am like saying two confused thoughts, but that's, you know, the life of a complicated person. I not complicated. I will say, um, inspired person <laughs> yeah I mean I like this because I feel like it's a conversation with one of my friends because this is just where we would go you know yeah. from one thing to the next kind of seamlessly <laughs> kind of perfectly but also a few different threads going on at the same time yeah yeah um lot to unpack it's it's so money is one of my favorite things. I'm actually doing a session in my community next week around money because money is always just such a heated, heated thing. Money and relationships for me are so great because they bring up those parts of ourselves that have the most kind of stickiness. And and yeah. I believe they bring up the parts of ourselves that are really looking for light, you know, looking for oh, healing. Yeah. Because we, it's really a lot about approach. And I, I can definitely say, you know, one of the things I think just is the, is the most challenging about being a, an entrepreneur without, you know, with a, especially a spiritual entrepreneur, because you can't follow a plan. Like you can only follow a plan as long as the plan feels aligned. 
So you're always having to kind of be on the seat of your pants in some ways, because the plan is just not going to work out if it's not going to, if it's not, if you've already grown and evolved, which we keep doing. Yes. You know, and so I can relate in that way and be honest about how like, I have had times where I just don't know if the money's going to come in or where it's going to come from or what's going to happen in my 12 years of doing business. But one thing I know for sure is it's essential that we trust that it will. Yeah. If we, you know, if we don't trust that it will, it's way harder because there just is a blind faith needed. If you're willing, if you want to put your, you know, your, yourself in the ring of being a business person of this of this capacity and it doesn't mean that we can't eventually develop systems or find something that works and kind of keep tapping into it it just means that the security that you're looking for doesn't actually exist because you're meant to find that security in yourself else you wouldn't have become a spiritual entrepreneur I think too, like at the basis, we probably all do realize that we are actually all provided for that. Everything does happen. You know, I think that when, when you have done a lot of the work and you're on the spiritual path, you kind of can look back and go, Oh, I see all these opportunities where I thought, Ooh, I don't know, but then it all worked out. Or I always knew that I had like a safety net or you know, sort of these Mm -hmm. things. So it's like that, that almost that realization that, wait a minute, you will be caught. And if you know, you will be caught, it allows you to really take that breath that we were talking about earlier on. Yeah, that's so hard. Something I learned this year was like, I learned that this year, like I was like, oh, I see how surrendering and believing I will be caught was like more of a coping mechanism than something I truly believe. Right. Uh, you know, until I had to jump and be like, oh my God, oh, oh. And that is so hard. Like, yeah, that is yeah. so hard to do. And maybe that's what we're all learning, you know, yeah. how, like, can we really fall and be caught? But a lot of writers, um, you know, um, like solopreneur writers and such, they talk a lot about this saying, what would you do next in your business if you had no fear? Mm. You know, this is very common, sort of a common question in in business. And I think that's where we're really looking at. Do you trust? Like, do you trust that you can really follow yourself? Yeah. And if you don't, then maybe try to do something like raise your price. Or do something that will uh, help you confirm more solidly within you that you are going to be caught if you listen to yourself, if you listen to your higher self, if you listen to your intuition. Yeah. And I think a big part about that is um, not doing anything until you also feel good about your next step. Cause I think that sometimes what happens is we like, I know I've had, I've had situations before where I'm like, Oh, I got to call somebody, but it just feels like not the right timing. And sometimes I call anyway and I don't get that person, you know? So it's like, obviously (laughs) I should have just like not wasted my time or other times you go, I'm going to wait until it feels like it's appropriate. And then I'm going to call. And then all of a sudden everything ticks off. So it's sort of, it comes back into that alignment, aligning and knowing 
Do I need to go have a break? Do I need to take a walk? Do I need to have a nap? Do I need to go, you know, maybe have a cup of tea on the deck or do something to kind of break up where I'm at in here? wait for more information to come in before I make my next step. So do you ever make decisions when you're not in flow? And do you remember that that works out for you or not? And sometimes I've tested this where I've gone, okay, this feels stressful to me. I'm actually going to try it just to sort of see what happens. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to go there. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because it's humanizing the process because there is not really one right way to do this. And I mean, first thought that came to my mind is that I just don't care. I just do stuff. Like, I don't care if I'm in flow. I don't really care if I'm in a little bit of fight or flight because sometimes I just have to do it. And it's part of what I feel like I, I, I just need to do. Um, and I shouldn't say I don't care. It's just like, I don't have, I don't subscribe to the belief that I have to be in flow because honestly, for me, I will just, um, all the time, just hang out in flow. And like, I don't, yeah. I don't really love the analytical, like kind of to do stuff or fig, like plan stuff, but you know, I have like a multiple streams of income that I just need to attend to. So I found that it's better to just like, like that is primo advice. If you're trying to make a decision about your business yeah, or like move forward or hire someone, I wish more people would do that. Cause I think that they would have less trauma and people I think feel like get traumatized investing in themselves because they, they buy from a place of fight or flight or like yes. a nervous system dysregulation or fear or anxiety. So in that way, I am with you a thousand percent. Like I really wish that people would regulate themselves, come mm -hmm. out of fear, out of overwhelm, because the purchases that we make, and I've done this too, but I see this so much in, in our industries, you know, where the purchases that are made from that place don't don't yield the results and often cause like more stress and overwhelm mm. because we're looking for something to save us yeah. instead of something that's going to help us like nurture and build what we're wanting to build right so it's like oh my god i have this problem i'm going to buy this and then you get buyer's remorse and then there's guilt around the energy of that and then you don't yeah. always even put in the work to actually do the thing and you yeah. know it you comes got back all the to, recordings yeah exactly you got all yeah I've downloaded <laughs> the whole bundle <laughs> well and this is a very good point because i i take a lot of i do a lot of marketing like i learn a lot of marketing and this is a very good point because we're literally taught to speak to that you know, know. We're and when you were saying that, that I was like yeah people <laughs> buy with emotion that's what <laughs> they do and this isn't saying like I mean I have people come to me all the time where they're like low 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 and they need help you know and so this isn't saying don't look for help for what you're going through it's just be cautious about like about well, I guess what we're really saying is like, actually be cautious about buying from your emotions. And I don't yeah. even mean this in a logical way. I don't mean pros and cons and all that. I mean, like, there's a difference between like, the part of you that's saying, Oh, I really feel called to work with this person. And like, I know they can help me. 
And, and then the part of us that's like, oh my God, if I don't do this and like, they're telling me I have to do this right now and buy this right now. And if yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be okay. I'm yeah. talking the about The timer is part. ticking down right now. Like, I'm going to lose the deal part. in three hours. Yes. Yes. Like, you know, and I mean, maybe we're just like, maybe we're just, but even for me, I don't sell like that either because I don't, I don't sell. Know. Like I don't, I don't care about selling because to me, I don't, I'm a hypnotist. I could literally trigger anyone's trauma like that. It's like what I know to do, you know, I, I do it yeah. to heal it, Yeah. but I don't amazing. care to do that. I don't care to do that because then, then it's like, then it's just continually perpetually like perpetuating this idea that you need to, you're un, you're broken and you need to be fixed mm-hmm. instead of like, I am going through some challenges. Like I had some, I had to learn some things about money and I was really challenged and I did need to hire someone to help me. So it's okay to still buy from that place of like needing support. Yes. Right. Yeah, of course. And it's an investment. Like for me, I sell time management course for spiritual professionals and it's like, it gives people extra life because when they can learn to save time, then they get their life back. And that's a really big motivator for me, but people have to invest in that in themselves. That's just the fact of the matter. So there's definitely going to be things that people want to invest in, you know, I'm sure you and I, I mean, I was just looking at a masterclass before you're here. I have a subscription (laughs) to that. Like, so it's, there are all these things that we do want to invest in, but what I'm hearing from you is being really clear on when you are making purchases, when you are doing things that you're sort of aware that they're not always going to be the magic ticket to, you know, the life of your dreams that you still have to put the work in. Like when, for my time management course, for example, I actually teach you how to do stuff. And then I go pause the tape. I don't know why I always say tape It's like clearly I'm born in the eighties. I'm like, pause the tape. And then do the work and then come back because it's like, guess what? You actually have to do the work to achieve the particular, you know, um, transformation that you want. So is that right? in what you're sort of talking about is like understanding that when we're making these purchases or decisions, and that also goes with when we're selling things to people, it's like being really aware of, you know, uh, maybe the transformation we are providing or being aware that, you know, sometimes this isn't the only thing that you're going to have to do. Yeah. Our society loves the quick fix. It loves fix, the pill yeah. that takes away the symptoms, but doesn't yeah. get to the root cause, you yeah. know, our, our society loves that. And, and we all love it. We all want that in some capacity. Like, can't, you know, people always say to me as a hypnotist, can you just knock me out and just like change me, bring me back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, you know? but it won't last. <laughs> Right. It's yeah. very um seductive. Yeah. Like the quick is very seductive. And I think this conversation is really good for all people because we do sometimes um I think there's two sides of it. We have that tendency to just kind of buy buy the quick fix, but not really check in to see if we're ready to take that journey. Yeah. Or not. And then the other side though, is like, I think happens too much too, which is like people just hesitate on just getting the support. And I think this comes back to what we were talking about, those belief systems around like self-care and self-worth and like filling your own cup or like, you know, taking your own oxygen mask before you help others. And I do find, especially in my field where you know, unfortunately, I watched people struggle for years when if they would just invest 
and, and do it, they would already be feeling better, or they would already be able to say, work with people in the subconscious. Like I always have a lot of practitioners and coaches that want to take my course, but they're, they're still holding themselves kind of back. And instead of just really stepping into like learning something or like having that experience of increasing your own capacity to help Mm -hmm. others. Yeah. And I think that's actually more unfortunate than people buying stuff that doesn't really give them the result. Yeah. Cause at least people buying or taking that action or they're like intending. Yeah. On doing that. I mean, I sell time management, yeah. right? So it's like yeah. people don't have time to take time management to save time. So that's always like, I'm really yeah. glad I went, in, went into that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's actually the missing, the missing link here is why we're all probably so passionate in selling what we offer because we know that if people do click that button, if people do take that chance, they're going to be so happy they did. Yes. A hundred percent. So how do you keep believing in yourself? You know, how do our, how do people kind of get out of their own way? How do they decide, you know, I'm going to make that aligned investment, or I am going to put in the time to do that thing, or I am going to take a minute to kind of recognize whether or not the decisions that I've been making up till now are taking me towards the person that I want to become. I mean, how do they, how do they do that? What is the magic pill, the quick fix? (laughs) There isn't one spoiler alert. This is what I want to (laughs) bottle. You know, this is like, this is where my mind is all the time. Like, yeah, how do, because I'm sure that people have different ways that they tap into themselves or their innate wisdom or their intuition. So that might be very personal. Um, But I also think that creativity and Mm. spirit is really more about paying attention to synchronicity and it is trying to hear the all the voices in yourself and going which one is telling me what to do (laughs) you know that's when we start like bringing out the pendulum or be like or like sometimes I'm like Google, tell me should I do it or not? Yeah. You know, you just want like a yes or a no or like the where's my online tarot reader? Where's my yeah. online tarot reader? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's me. I'm just like okay, bring out the pendulum. But really, yeah. yeah, I think that and that's great too. But I think that instead of trying to do all that, like that's like all the psychology and like the trying to decide if we really watch for and are aware of synchronicity then we can have more faith in things working out like us for example connecting this couldn't have been a more perfect time that we connected and it was just it was so random yeah like it was so random random how we got here right exactly our guides are like ha 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 i can see (laughs) right (laughs) because it was it was divine yeah, it was totally divine that we connected and i and i think that's the that's the piece that's not so stressful. It's actually fun. Yeah. And it's always happening. Like everyone's had a moment where you're talking about something. Like I literally had that call before this where we were saying, how do we bring more spirituality into like our public persona of business? Yeah. yeah. And then I sat down with you and you're like, hey, so this is what we're going to talk about. And yeah. so for me now, I'm already more energized about like now I'm really more open to seeing what the next path for me uh, bringing yeah. more spirituality into my public business persona is. 
It was really interesting because yesterday I did this keynote and it was for a local client. And um, one of the reasons why I was really nervous about putting medium on my stuff and saying I, you know, work with spiritual professionals and stuff was because I didn't want to alienate my local market of people who didn't know me in that capacity. And it was so funny. I feel like the universe had this funny joke with me because so yesterday I go to the event and she goes, oh, okay, so I'm just going to read your bio and then you can go up and you can do the keynote. And I went, okay. And, and I went, um, she goes, I just got the bio off your website. And I went, oh, uh, I don't know if you should read, like maybe keep the, and I didn't want to say the word medium. I was like, maybe keep like this spiritual stuff out. If that feels, she goes, yeah, when I read it, I thought, oh, and I, and I went, why wouldn't you have asked me to send you a bio? But anyway, it happens. They probably didn't expect that my bio was going to be totally different on my website than it would be something that I would give them. Right. So, I mean, fair, fair play. And then, uh, and then, so I go up and then right before she, she goes to read it, I, she goes, well, we'll just see if I read it. And if not, I'm like, okay. And then when she goes up to read, it, I said, you know, you could probably leave it in. I feel like this audience might be okay with it. But what I didn't realize, cause I hadn't read my own bio in a long time. It's, it's like, uh, Lauren Grace is a high, highly sought after business mentor, blah, 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 medium and seer. And she works with spiritual professionals and duh, 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 and spiritual professionals. And I'm like, oh my God. And I am about to do this keynote for people who are not, that's not the audience at all. So when I got up on stage, I went, um, cause all of, all of a sudden I panicked and I went, I could, I didn't want to create all of a sudden and a reason for people to not listen to me if they weren't part of so I said uh just so you know uh we're not going to be doing a lot of spiritual content today I said although it is a big part of who I am but today we are focusing on boo boo and I just went right into it and yeah so I just thought that was such an interesting experience uh which I wanted to share with you because it just happened yesterday and it was like really confronting and then I went oh well it's it's out there now well, it sounds to yeah. me like it was meant to get out there. It was meant yeah. to get out there. And uh, it's no hiding now, that's for sure. So. Well, I just think a lot of people are in the closet spiritualists. Yeah. Like, yeah. I actually do. I think that that's happened to me before with past life regression, where it was like, it was really suggested to me from the beginning to not really talk about that. And, and I do also think that the world has evolved so much around uh around um I don't really want to say I think spirit's always been there but around like a greater acceptance towards like different ways of healing and living and believing and like existing and then like faith faith and and uh beliefs uh but I also think that I I don't know about you you might have found this too like I've been finding that it's kind of been falling apart. Like I had a potential client that was just going to be a great payment plan. Like it was just going to be a great addition financially to my, to my bank. And, and I knew I could help her. She was hurting a lot from a previous relationship. And, you know, I, I was struggling a little bit because she just has no belief. Like she's atheist. She has just no belief in anything. Mm -hmm. And then she would kind of talk about her man being her soulmate. And I would kind of, I would go like, so There's you don't really believe in anything, but he's your soulmate. Like how, uh-huh. how is he your soulmate if you don't believe in a soul? And it was kind of, 
you know, hard for me to do. And then the whole deal like fell apart by a total mistake on my own, which I don't, which I just think was divine. Totally. Because really in my work, it's so easy to get a quick result when the person has a spiritual belief. Yeah. Because they're ready. They're not bringing in the whole, you know what? I'm just going to, I want this change, but I'm going to be skeptical AF while you do this. Yeah. Well, and then there's no, like, how do you help? Yeah. Like, how do you work with any anxiety if there's nothing to kind of bring the trust back to, or to Mm. let the burden off your shoulders or like all of these things. And so that might be something for everyone listening that they could, you know, I think what really, what really benefits us from coming out of the closet, so to speak about like really how we live and how we work is that we are going to have a more aligned ideal client. Yeah. And one of the uh, affirmations that I put out there is I attract those physical and non-physical in harmony with me. And it's interesting because a couple episodes, well, a few episodes back now, I interviewed Michelle Price and um, we were talking a lot about because she's a psychic medium. And I was telling her that I really struggle with getting people like who want psychic readings coming with me, coming to me, because I'm all about empowering you to find the truth within yourself to make decisions that are aligned with you. I'm not about telling you that you're going to have like some golden opportunity come to you. And then you just like, don't have to put in the work. And that's not to say that you don't allow and like, you know what I mean? But I really had a hard time because I was a couple of clients were sort of bullying me sometimes for the answers that they wanted and where she and I sort of separated was she looked at those people when she had them and she went, okay, spirit, I don't want those people. I want other people who are more aligned. Now I'm going to get back into it. Whereas I go, I'm blocking out my calendar for three weeks now while I like regroup and figure out. So it's just such an interesting way of looking at the same story. Whereas like I kind of gave up and she just got really crystal clear. So I really believe what you're talking about. And and by the way, I think that woman will come back to you. It's very interesting. I want to say like even three years, which seems like a long time, but I got the number three, but it'll be curious to know when she comes back, because sometimes what we do is we like by you saying to her, so you're an atheist, but he's your soulmate. So how can he be your soulmate? Like that would have been a complete brain explosion for her where it's almost like these things are firing and then they're not in alignment. And it's like, all of a sudden she's got to go process that. And then I feel like maybe she'll come back to you. So it'll be, you know, let me know. Will yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Cause yeah. that's again, how I, I look at things like in the sense of, well, who knows why that was meant to happen? Like for some reason, I just like, I just totally messed up on the whole pricing and everything. And you know, I think that's the greatest part about living in this way is that you just understand you don't know the reasons why you do things. And it doesn't mean that you effed up. And it doesn't mean like, no. oh, my God, now, now, you know, opportunities are lost, because another person will come. I mean, another person did come and he's very aligned with the, with the work right now. Yeah, but I think that's a I love what you said about that. Because that's something that I, I have a whole, uh, graphic around for our regression training that I do with uh, uh, my colleague Sarah Clodius because she designed this like you know the the hero's journey yes it, it's actually a map for the healer's journey oh, and cool. and like part of the healer's journey is then you know walking through the door of helping other to help others 
But sometimes what happens is that like the person starts to ha has their own journey. But anyways, part of the healer's journey is the resistance to the journey. Yes. Yes. Like that's part of the journey. And we all do that. We resist the growth. And then when we choose to do it, we do it. And if we choose to do it in this life, great. Yep. You know, there's not, it's not yep. such a big deal. Or like, even like my, my practitioners ask me when I'm coaching them, what do you tell people that just like, how do you get people to be ready to buy when they say they're not ready? Or what's those five things you tell them to get them off the fence? And I said, I don't, I recognize that resistance is part of the journey. And if they're not quite there, I don't want to convince them to get there. Yeah. And they actually don't become a good client on the side. They become people who don't no. do the work. And when you're soul aligned, like you and I are on the work we do, we actually want people to take our programs to succeed yeah. and get the transformation. Yeah. We don't just want your money. We actually want you to succeed. Exactly. When you succeed in the work we do, what happens all of a sudden it's tenfold. You transform the lives of 25 other people and they do. And it's like this crazy, amazing snowball effect. One thing that's really interesting that's just popped into my mind, and then we will wrap today. And I'm sure you and I will talk again in the future because we're, you know, just reconnected <laughs> and now we're like, it's wonderful. <laughs> but um, so there's this, um, I think he's like an anthropologist. Forgive me if that's not his title, but is Graham, Graham Hancock. Are you familiar with him? I think he's got a- I'm not got off a, the top of my head. So he's got a Netflix special. So the whole idea here, and I'm probably, you know, not, I'm sort of paraphrasing this, making it go quick, but he's like, goes around to different civil, um, different places in the world and ancient civilizations and discovers all these things. And one of the things that he's starting to discover, lots of stuff is disproving a lot of the things that people currently believe, like in terms of like how old the world is and, you know, technology, you know, we think that like, we're the most advanced civilization, which is actually could be BS because there could have been people way more advanced than us. that got completely wiped out. And then the earth restarted and blah, blah, blah. But where I'm going with this example is that what happens is that a lot of people are discrediting him because he's making people look back on their whole history of what they've been learning, teaching, and uh, people have written theses on stuff. They've got, you know, they spent their whole lifetime built on things that could be a lie. And so when you are presenting people with the idea of a soulmate, when you're an atheist, for example, and this is such a cool one. Can you imagine how everything that you are now looking at in the world may not make any more sense to you? Like I got my first tarot deck at 13, I'm 40 now. And it's like, so I've been able to slowly incrementally be on this journey. But if I was 40 right now and I was like, wait a minute, are you telling me we don't fucking die? What? Like that, all of a sudden your whole life is like exploded and you're like wondering, does anything make any sense anymore? I love that you said that as a, as a closing piece, because I actually think that's where we're at in the world after the last few years of so many untruths coming out to, to the, to the public yeah, and continuing to continually being unveiled. And it's really hard when we challenge a belief that someone has, but that they identify with so much. Yeah. And I love that you said that because yeah, it's the same for me. Like I remember I healed my physical conditions. Um, and I was, this was 25 years ago when I started doing healing with whole foods and cleansing and fasting and these kind of things. And like, I literally had people like name call me and like, call me bad things, you know, because I was somehow local from 
for just like healing from the inside out. And that was just such a big thing at that time. Yeah. And I think that that's what we do have to have compassion for is like, it is really hard to see something that we feel like we've identified so much. And I actually quick an- anecdote is like, I teach my son to do this. Cause I, I keep having this like fun kind of challenge him about like the earth being flat, even though I don't necessarily think it, but I'm yeah. like, but you know, people think this and like, he's like, Oh, so you want to talk about this again? And like, I keep challenging him to like, just keep having conversation and dialogue without getting so um, upset or like, or like really holding on so tight to what you might think is true. Yeah, because we're always evolving, we're always growing. And if we if we have an open mind to just even letting other people believe things that we don't believe, then we might see something for ourselves. That just opens up the possibilities like so beautiful, a million fold. Totally. And when we're busy defending our mental position, we are not open to inspiration. And when we're not open to inspiration, guess what? We're not open to allowing. And when we're not open to allowing, we are not in alignment. And then you're broke. And then you're and then you're broke. (laughs) And then you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, and then, and then, which we won't go into today. Heather, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything I didn't ask you, you wanted to bring up and how can people get a hold of you? Oh, no, I love the conversation. I think it's always good for everyone to be supported. Uh, Like I wish there was billboards that just said, you have everything you need within you. Trust your wisdom, trust that you're where you're meant to be, what you're meant to be experiencing and all is well. I suppose the best way for people to find me is uh, hypnoheather.com or hypnoheather on Instagram. That's going to be the best way. I actually just made a couple reels talking about some of this stuff on my Instagram. So head over there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you back on the show. I'm sure it will happen again. (laughs) Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.